Good morning, friends. I'm so glad you could be with me today as we get into God's Word together in the Unfolding the Word ministry. If you've been with me, you know we've been in the book of 1 John for some time now. We're in the fifth chapter, ending, nearly ending the fifth chapter together. Today I want to pick up our reading in chapter 5, beginning in verse 14, and reading on through to 15. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. The preceding verses to this promise, and make no mistake, these verses today are about promise, and I hope to make that even more plain to you today and tomorrow. But at any rate, we've been talking in the preceding verses about the promise of eternal life, that God promises us eternal life to be found in the Lord Jesus Christ as we respond in repentance and faith to the gospel. The promise of eternal life is a promise that is only significant if people are actually dying apart from the life that's being offered. But you and I saw through the scriptures that people actually are dying spiritually, facing an eternity separated from God. And therefore, the promise of eternal life is significant. And of course, we saw also that eternal life just doesn't mean endless existence, because all have endless existence. The question is, where and what will it be like? And only those who know Jesus Christ as Savior have an eternal life ahead of them, a life in all of its fullness and satisfaction, lived in vital relationship with the God who created them and created them for that very relationship. Those apart from Christ face an endless existence separated from God, separated from all that God makes available. Love, joy, peace, patience, all of those characteristics. Those without Christ don't have life. And God said to us in the preceding verses, we can know with settled factual knowledge. We can know that this life is ours because of the promises of God. If we've placed our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the great promises are ours. Well, today, as I say, starting in verse 14, building on that great promise of eternal life, God gives us another promise. And this time, it's a promise about prayer. And this is the confidence we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we have the requests that we've asked of him. Do you see the point? A promise about prayer. We can actually know something about prayer. Now, prayer is all about talking with God, communing with God. It is about asking something of the Heavenly Father. The word translated ask, and this is the confidence we have toward him that if we ask anything, is a Greek word atio, which means to request, to petition, to bring a petition before another. Prayer is about asking. Prayer is all about simply interacting with our Heavenly Father and asking for His grace, asking for His enablement, asking for His provision. Prayer is speaking with God. One of the worst things that can happen for people is to get an idea about prayer that it's somehow something very mystical or something very ritual. 
something that is all about using the right terminologies. No, prayer is conversation. And more specifically, prayer is family conversation. That conversation between a child and the father. That's the image that God gives us of prayer. Prayer is really the second part of a communication process between you and I and our Heavenly Father. The first part of that communication process is God speaking to us. And of course, he does that through his wonderful word, which is why we spend time trying to study it in the Unfolding the Word ministry. And then, of course, God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit who indwells us as regenerate children of God, giving us promptings and directions to have a sense of his leadership and will in our lives. So he is talking to us. We are now talking to him in response, interacting, sharing. We speak with him, and that's what is prayer. That's what prayer is all about. That's why we pray. You know, one of the things early in my Christian ministry that I began to do is when I had times of prayer with other people, I would pray in natural conversational ways, especially with the younger believer. I wanted them to understand that talking with God was talking like with a father, not covered over with religious ritual, not covered over with abstract terminology, but heartfelt communication. Now, of course, the Bible says we pray in the Lord Jesus' name, and we pray to our Heavenly Father. So there is some direction in the way prayer goes on, but let's not miss the main point. It is communication with the Father who is really there. And what God says to us now is he gives us a promise about that prayer. He says, you can know if you are my child that your prayer is heard, and as we'll come to see, that your prayer is actually answered. We can know those truths with certainty. Now, this promise in verses 14 and 15 in 1 John 5 is not a promise to mankind in general. It is a promise, just like the preceding promise of eternal life, is it's a promise for those who have repented and believed in the gospel and who have received Christ as a result in their, as their Savior. Therefore, they've been adopted now as the very children of God, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. God makes a promise to those people. He isn't making a promise about prayer in general for fallen humanity. One of the benefits of the eternal life that we've seen promised to us as children of God is that we can know that God hears us and we can know that God answers the prayers that we be we bring before him. And one of the points of out of that all is that therefore we can approach prayer, communication with the Heavenly Father in a confident manner. Notice he says, this is the confidence that we can have in him. Parisia is the Greek word here, which means a boldness a confident boldness in the presence of another person. We can have a confident boldness in our relationship with God. Oh, not a dishonoring boldness and a dishonoring confidence. No, he, he is not only our Heavenly Father, but the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Creator God. No, we speak respectfully, of course. We're not in the driver's seat, He is. <laughs> but nonetheless, we can come to Him with a boldness and a confidence. We can come before him, confidently bringing our requests before him because we know Christ. 
and the way has been opened up to us to boldly come into his presence. A wonderful picture developed further for us in the book of Hebrews. Are you boldly coming into the presence of the Lord and trusting in him? Knowing Christ as our Savior gives us a basis for confidence in our prayer life. A confidence that's not tied to some feeling like we've got the formula all figured out. Like we're using the magic words. No, no. Uh, a confidence that comes from relationship and promise of a loving, caring Heavenly Father. Rooted in the cross and what Christ has done for us. No, Knowing Christ is the basis for confidence, not some insight into the mystics of prayer. Secondly, our confidence in prayer isn't tied to some money that we're giving. It isn't that we're buying God's ear, trying to bribe him to do something that we want him to do. Now, no amount of money buys God's blessing. And no amount of money gets God to do something contrary to his perfect will. No, no, that's not where our confidence in prayer comes from. And let me also add this, your confidence in prayer doesn't come because of the zeal and intensity with which I approach praying for something. It isn't because I pray night and day endlessly about a particular topic that God hears me and I can have confidence. Now think of how it's put in Matthew chapter 6 verse 7. And when you pray, don't heap up empty phrases like the Gentiles do, for they think they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need even before you talk to him. So you see, confidence is not tied to formulas. It's not tied to some sort of bribery to force God's hand. It's certainly not tied to the intensity of how we approach the petitions in our life. No, it's tied to the wonder of what it means to be actually in the family of God, adopted as his children. We can confidently now, because of Christ, come and communicate with the Heavenly Father. That is the image God is developing for us here. We are actually his children. We are actually in his family. He is actually our father. And you remember back in the third chapter of 1 John, John is thinking about the wonder, the amazing wonder that that is true. Well, join me tomorrow. Lord willing, we'll continue to look at these verses and see a bit more about this great promise that God is making to us about prayer. God bless.